Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Call Girls 1, The Beginning, written by Emma J. When she can't afford tuition, it's time for Plan B. A sports bra good girl or independent scarlet woman? Sasha's future is secure as the fiancé of a handsome and rich but boring man. Max is gorgeous, wild, and makes her feel things she shouldn't. Gigolo by night, student by day, Max is motivated by providing pleasure for the string of older women who fund his lifestyle. Sparks fly when they meet, and Max becomes obsessed by the naughty lingerie-loving girl who resists his charms. How long can Sasha deny what she desires? This prequel to the Call Girl series contains betrayal, smoldering sexual tension, and lessons in physical love. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Call Girls 1. Chapter 3 The student union cafeteria wasn't the best venue for an intimate discussion. But when Max had bumped into Missy between lectures the next day, he dragged her in for a coffee and a question-and-answer session about her flatmate. So what's the deal about Sasha's boyfriend? Max didn't know whether to be pleased or not at the frustrated look on Missy's face at his question. He's her ticket, or rather her parents' ticket to a better life. He's loaded and he's funding her degree as her parents haven't got the money. How serious is it? She said some things last night that indicated she wasn't happy with the relationship, but she'd had a few. And what were you doing talking to Sasha last night? Her brother looked suspiciously sheepish. Nothing much. I took her out to dinner, that's all. Missy's eyes narrowed. Don't you hurt her. Being my brother won't make a difference. I'll still whip your ass. Max grinned and waggled his eyebrows. I might even be able to lend you a paddle or two if you're that way inclined. But for your information, I have no intention of hurting Sasha. I would like to show her how to enjoy herself a little more, though. That is, if she really isn't happy with this bloke. She wasn't last night, but that could have been the wine talking. Her brother might be a bit of a dick, but in the short time she'd known him, he'd proved himself to be honest and considerate. Even if he couldn't keep it in his trousers for more than an hour or two at a time, but nobody was perfect. He might be just what Sasha needed. A no-strings, fun relationship, instead of the heavy, lifetime commitment stuff she was getting from Michael. She's not in love with him, if that's what you mean. I think she likes him, but he doesn't float a boat. He doesn't even like her naughty undies. She has quite an extensive collection. I had to pretend they're mine on the one occasion he lowered himself to come here, rather than summoning her to London. I could hear him lecturing her through the wall, so I just told him I didn't have room for them in my wardrobe. Strange thing is, he always seems to have some big function on when he tells her to come and see him. Personally, I think he just wants to show her off, as if she's some sort of accessory. So there's no real reason for me to back off. Sadly, there's a big reason. She wants to get her degree and her parents can't afford to pay for it. She's just sleeping with him for financial reasons. 
By the way his shoulders stiffened, her scowl was as effective as she'd hoped. I don't think that's occurred to her. But you're one to talk. Tell me you go out with all those older women just because you like the way they smile. Max didn't flinch in the least, which surprised her. Being called a gigolo would upset most men, even if that's what they were. At least I know why I'm doing it. If that's the only reason she's with him, then she's deluding herself. If she wants to earn money that way, she could have a lot more fun and earn a lot more money than just being with that tosser. I can see that, you can see that, but she can't. Until she realizes he has no real feelings for her, this will carry on because it's what her parents want. She doesn't want to disappoint them. All they can see is a secure future for their daughter, and they're grateful for the support he's given her. So the sun shines out of his ass as far as her parents are concerned. You got it. Missy narrowed her eyes at the thoughtful look on Max's face. Don't you hurt her, Max Knowles. She's a good girl. A good girl that loves kinky underwear. He grinned and winked at her. Rolling her eyes and snorting, she said, Good God, no wonder my mum fell for our dad. You're dreadful. His grin broadened as he got up. Luckily, my charm is the only thing I inherited from that bastard. I don't lie to the people I see. Ever. See you around, sis. I've got a lecture, but don't worry. I won't do anything to Sasha she doesn't want me to. Missy scowled back at him. That's what I'm worried about. Missy watched her brother leave, quite sure that Sasha's life would be changing in the near future. She didn't know Max that well. But if he was anything like her, he was a determined son of a bitch. The little man with a jackhammer in Sasha's head was well-deserved. Her conduct last night, especially when she'd told Max about her frustrations with Michael's behavior, had been despicable. Plus, she'd snogged him and let him grab a bum and she knew she would have let him do a hell of a lot more if he'd wanted. Perhaps he didn't deserve the reputation he had. Max could have taken advantage of her, and he hadn't. But she shouldn't be thinking about Max at all. Michael was a good person, and he really didn't deserve to be talked about behind his back. Certainly not to have a girlfriend that nearly make that would have cheated if the other party had been less than a gentleman. If she wasn't happy with what they did together, it was time she broached the subject with the man concerned, rather than the womanizing brother of her flatmate. It was Friday tomorrow, so Sasha decided to surprise Michael with a visit. If she got the train after her last lecture, she could be at his house by seven. Most nights he texted her between seven and eight to tell her he was home and having a lonely dinner. She'd told him she was going out with the girls last night when he'd texted her, and the guilt of the lie ate at her. Planning done, she got on with her day. She had a full day of lectures ahead of her. Taking a deep breath as she stood outside Michael's home, Sasha tried to muster her courage for the task ahead. It wouldn't be a comfortable conversation, but at least he should be glad to see her, 
at first, anyway. She'd got the, I'm home having a lonely dinner missing you, text half an hour ago, but all the lights were off at the front of the small two-bedroomed house. As the main bedroom and the living room were at the back, he might be watching TV, or he could have already gone to bed with a book. She squared her shoulders, yet again going over the arguments for her reasons for being there unannounced. Just because they hadn't had a good sex life so far didn't mean they couldn't in the future. Everyone had to start learning sometime. Max's sex education had been more extensive than either hers or Michael's, but it didn't mean they couldn't learn together as a couple. To be fair to him, she'd never complained or even mentioned that she was unhappy with the way things were. Yes, she'd attempted a few things, like getting on top or going down on him, but he'd always pushed her in the direction he preferred, which was taking her from behind. It was likely he didn't realize that she couldn't come from that position without him using his hands. After all, he was an accountant, not an anatomist, or a mind reader, and she'd never told him. This was as much her fault as his. Time for her to grow some proverbial nuts. She knocked and waited, but there was no answer, no movement. Maybe he was already in bed. The thought of waking him up by climbing into his bed with just the naughty mesh bra and thong she already had on was thrilling. Shivering in anticipation of the start of what she was sure would prove to be a far more fulfilling relationship, she fished for the key in her bag. She was wearing a short black skirt and a tight red top with a heart-shaped neckline that showed off her boobs under her long coat. It was far more risque than the normal stuff she wore with Michael, but this was just for them. No one else was going to see it. There were some more conservative things in her small bag in case he wanted to go out tomorrow, but she hoped he didn't. There always seemed to be some function or dinner with business associates or clients they had to attend when she came to see him. She found them dead boring, but showing he had a stable relationship seemed to go down well with his colleagues. And if he did well, she would benefit in the long run. At least, that was what he told her when she moaned about not spending time on their own. Tonight was just for them, and she couldn't wait. As she opened the door, she could hear music. Loud, throbbing music. He usually preferred classical music, but maybe he was trying something new. It was a good omen for the evening. So she could surprise him, she sneaked down the corridor, pushed open the door of the living room, and froze. A dusky male bare backside was thrusting into a paler man on his hands and knees, who was having his face filled with a third man's dick. The blonde man in the middle was Michael. After being completely unable to process what she saw for a moment, she unfroze, turned, and ran from the house. Almost blindly, she headed back toward the tube station, not hearing the running feet behind her till a hand grabbed her shoulder. Sasha, stop, please, stop. Her jaw dropped open as he came out with the classic line, I can explain. 
He was wearing a pair of sweats and a sweatshirt, but he had his granddad's slippers on. He looked ridiculous, and between one second and the next, she decided she wanted to hear this. Wanted to see him squirm while he tried to come up with a reasonable explanation for what she'd seen. Folding her arms, she stared at him expectantly. The initial shock and humiliation morphed into anger at him, and then at herself for being so fucking dense. It doesn't mean anything. I just get these urges. It's a good time, nothing more. It helps to burn off some energy so I can be gentle with you. He was claiming he'd done it for her. Her anger turned instantly cold. What was the saying, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned? Well, she'd just been scorned. Big time. Most people go to the gym or go running to burn off excess energy. They don't... She waved in the direction of the house. But feel free to go back to your boyfriends and go burn off some more. I want nothing more to do with you. He looked down at her feet. They're not my boyfriends. I only met them tonight. If he thought telling her that would help, he was even more delusional than she thought. How the hell do you just meet two guys in one night and be sucking one off and letting the other take you up the arse by eight? Keep your voice down, he hissed at her. Then it dawned on her. His partners had been male prostitutes, and judging from what she'd just seen, he was far more enthusiastic with them than he'd ever been with her. God, she was thick. It all made sense. Why have you lied to me all this time about being gay? He drew himself up, forcing Sasha to look up at him to keep eye contact. What I do in my private life is my own business. You should have phoned first. I thought you understood that. She opened and closed her mouth a few times, totally nonplussed by his answer, before the anger started to boil up again. She'd be damned if she was going to keep her voice down for the sake of his neighborhood reputation. Private life? What the hell am I, then? Chopped liver? Can we go back to the house and discuss this like sensible adults, rather than screaming at each other in the street? It doesn't give a good impression. And then it clicked. At long fucking last, it clicked. This was all she was to him. Someone decent and respectable to have on his arm to make a good impression in the circles he wanted to move in. What he actually wanted to do was to be fucked by male prostitutes. Thank God he'd always used condoms with her. The crude language in her head seemed to help. This wasn't the time to be the nice, decent person he wanted anymore. No, we'll do this right here, right now. I'm not setting foot in that house again. Seriously, what did you expect me to do after I graduated? Move into the spare room while you carried on with your rent boys? I'd hoped that by that time I'd be a partner in the firm and we'd buy a place on the country. I, I suppose it's better that this has come out now. That way you won't worry when I only come home to you and the kids on the weekends. Her hand whipped out and slapped him hard across the face. He wanted a fucking broodmare that he could trot out at parties? He assumed someone with her background would be satisfied with that because he gave her pretty stuff and social status? She couldn't believe the dumbfounded look on his face. 
He'd truly thought she'd be fine with this. There was nothing more to say. Leaving him standing there, she started walking again. Ten minutes later, she was back at the tube station and bought a ticket with cash back to Victoria, where she could jump on a train back to the nearest mainline station to home, Thalmer. It was when she got to Victoria that things went even more pear-shaped. Her card was declined at the ticket machine at the same time her phone beeped with a text message. Come back, we need to talk about this. When we have, I'll reinstate your account. The anger that had started to morph into devastating self-pity flared back even higher. If he thought she'd come crawling back, full of apologies and hopefully crying because she didn't have another choice, he had another thing coming. She would bloody well walk back to Brighton if she had to. Had he even sent the prostitutes away? Maybe he expected her to wait in the spare room while he finished getting his money's worth. She bet the situation had been just as embarrassing for the two guys, although maybe they'd found it funny. Thinking about it, it was bloody ridiculous. In any case, this wasn't their fault. They were just delivering the service they'd been paid for. When it came down to it, Michael's relationship with them was far more honest than he'd ever been with her. There was no way on earth she was going back there, ever. She'd damn well walk back to Brighton if she had to. But there was another option. Max had a car, although she didn't have his number. Missy was getting ready to go out when her mobile bleeped. Missy, I'm in trouble. I need to come home now. Sasha loved Missy even more when she didn't say anything apart from, Are you hurt? And where are you? Her reassuring instructions to wait in the station cafe at Victoria and that she was on her way made Sasha's heart feel like it was about to burst. Missy walked into the cafe an hour and a half later to find Sasha staring into what was her fifth or sixth cappuccino. Let's get you in the car. We could plot cutting off his nuts on the way home. Sasha followed her friend to the front of the station and then to a silver saloon car. She didn't know whether she was happy or mortified to see Max in the driving seat, as she had no idea what his reaction would be. She sat in the back with Missy as Max turned around in his seat to look at them. Are we going home, or would you like me to stop off somewhere and knock a certain person's teeth out? She managed a slight smile. No. I think I already managed that, but it looks like I'm going to have to drop out of uni. He's cut you off. Why did the bastard do that? Missy said as her anger flared brightly. He didn't cut me off. I sort of did it myself. He wants things to continue just as they are. When I didn't like the idea, he transferred all the money out of my account. I've got less than three pounds to my name, hence the need for a lift home. What did he do? Max ground out from clenched teeth. Sasha let out a hysterical bark of laughter. It seemed farcical now. It wasn't a what, more of a whom. Two whoms, to be precise. After chatting to you the other night, I decided I wanted to try some of the things you suggested. So I came up with the idea of coming here and surprising him. He sure was surprised. She took a deep breath and looked Missy in the eye. I walked in on him, sucking a male prostitute while another took him up the arse. The silence was deafening. For about thirty seconds, 
before Missy bit her lip, pulled her face as if she was about to explode. Then she lost the fight to hold it in. Her snort was followed swiftly by a major belly laugh, and Sasha and Max joined in. When the laughter died down, Missy was the first to speak. Oh, God! I'm sorry, sweetie. We shouldn't laugh. It must have been awful. Are you okay? Sasha searched her feelings, but only came up with numbness. To be honest, I haven't got a bloody clue. It feels unreal, like I'm going to wake up from some freaky nightmare any minute. Do you want to talk about it? Missy rubbed her leg. Not really. And I don't think you want to hear either. Nah, Max said with a smile. Tell us. It might do some good. At least we can all agree you were a daft cow for not picking up on the fact he's a no-good shit. So she did. She told them that it was her fault that she didn't recognize the signs that her boyfriend was gay and was just using her. That she didn't know what to do now, didn't know how to tell her parents or if she should go to her lectures on Monday. There might not be a point if she wasn't able to continue her studies. All in all, it was a fucking gigantic pity feast with Miss Sasha O'Connor center stage. Sasha's phone rang. Missy reached for it, but Sasha shook her head and answered it herself. This was her problem, and she was going to deal with it. From now on, if nothing else, she was going to confront her problems head on. Her reticence had caused this situation just as much as Michael's lies. She'd allowed him to do this to her. Where are you? I'm worried about you. There was indeed a note of concern in his voice, but it wasn't for her. It was for the money he'd invested in priming her to be a dim wife and the explanations he'd have to make to his family and colleagues. If you were worried about me, you wouldn't let strangers fuck you. Did you always use condoms with them? Do I need to get myself tested? Of course I did. I'm not stupid. I always used them with you, too. Was he implying that he thought she was a risk to him? She decided that the condom issue wasn't the only issue she wanted to know about. He'd kept such a tight rein on her finances that she wanted to know how much he spent on his own pleasure when she was eating beans on toast every night. How much did you pay them, Michael? Don't be stupid. No, I want to know, how much does a whore charge? Those ones? Fifty pounds a night. How about high-class ones, or do you always prefer the lower end of the spectrum? Stop being so childish. Just tell me where you are and I'll send a car. She ignored his comment and the lights flashing past her window from the other cars. You've been treating me like a whore, Michael, and I just want to know if I'll be getting the going rate if I come back to you. Hopefully you consider me a higher-class employee than your two butt buddies. The car swerved slightly as Max was paying more attention to the one side of the conversation he could hear rather than the road. Missy leaned forward and slapped him on the shoulder. Attention on the road, idiot, she growled. For a really top-class one, three, maybe four hundred a night, but for that I'd expect a lot. Thanks for the information. Don't bother to contact me again. Sasha sat back and tried to decide whether or not to cry. Hey, Missy said as she touched her arm. It'll be okay. It won't really, will it? Missy pulled her friend into a hug. Not with him, no. But that's not a bad thing. 
You could have found out what he was like five years from now when you had a kid together. That certainly brought it home. Whatever happened now, she'd had a lucky, if mortifyingly embarrassing, escape. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Call Girls 1. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.